Hell Tony yeah. Tony <laughs> Are you Randall? Am I Randall? <laughs> Sorry, what? I was gonna say, are you ready to rumble? Put that oh, blur okay. together. Say, are you Randall? Are you Randall? <laughs> Welcome to season two of Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. Fray not, dear listener. You are still in store for all the same dreadful jokes. Eerie impressions and terrifying trivia. So sit back, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Randall Makes Randall Watch Horror Movies. I am Randall. And I'm Randall. <laughs> Sorry about that. I have to get that out of my system. It's me, Randall Savage. <laughs> Randall Savage. <laughs> it's me. Like Randy Savage. No. <laughs> Randall Savage. <laughs> and on that note, hello and welcome to Matt Make Zach Watch Horror Movies. I'm Matt. And I'm Randall. No, but he's Zach. I'm Zach. <laughs> and uh, see, I didn't even have to make you watch this one, man. Uh, I think we were both pretty excited. Hell yeah. What did we watch this week, Zach? We watched Candyman 2021. Yeah. This was a... Well, also, this is a little bonus episode in between quarantine yes. season. This is present day Matt and Zach speaking. I escaped the Twilight Zone for one episode and one episode only. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm communicating to Matt in real life, <laughs> not over uh, the internet. Yes, I just That's had a great. COVID test, so I can be here joining yeah. joining Randall today. <laughs> I don't know how much of this is getting edited out, so this could be no, very confusing is, for listeners. This is, it's me, Zach, aka Randall, aka okay. <laughs> Bobby Shorts. <laughs> But All right, anyways, yeah. So this, we watched Candyman. Yeah, this was my first horror movie in a movie theater. Oh wow! Yeah, because I mean, we we did Candyman. That was like one of our first episodes. Yeah, that was our ghost series when we were still doing a uh, series. Is, yeah, it's is, how we transitioned into from slashers into. Yeah, it's paranormal. a nice little hybrid. Yeah. So and we love Tony Todd, so we couldn't skip this one. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So Zach, as I always ask at the beginning of these things. Did you like the movie? I'm somewhere in the middle. I think that's fair. I, because I loved it so much, but also I saw what it could have been if some things were tweaked. Because the visuals were so good, the acting was so good. It was just the like series of events and plots it decided to follow. There was way too many gotcha like plot twists for me. Because at, at some points it just got really confusing. What do you mean by plot twists? Like gotcha plot twists? Like I didn't think we needed a kid who, who saw Candyman to explain Candyman to the new guy and have him be so prevalent and like be the plot twist at the end. Uh, that is, I will agree with you, that is the one. All right, I'm just going to say I loved this movie. Uh. Um, I was prepared not to. 
yeah. because I, I have such an affinity for the old Candyman, and I've I've lived with it for a few years now. You know, mm-hmm. um, I love Tony Todd. He's top five character actors of all time for me. Maybe mm-hmm. even t- top five actors. Um, that was what you got me for my birthday. Was him telling me just keep going, man. Yeah, uh, which I needed. It was lovely. Thank yeah. you. Now you have that. For uh, <laughs> just gotta say his name. Yeah. <laughs> but um that is the one place i will agree with you is the twist at the end when he's like i'm making candy man i was like yeah what? that i wasn't even like against it i was just like wait what <laughs> yeah and like i don't like not that it didn't need it but because there's already some any also him being the kid from the baby from the first one and like it, him turning into candy man and like now there's a bunch of candy men and like all of that, like there's individual cool ideas, but trying to put it all into one movie. We'll get into why I think it works. I think mm-hmm. once we go into our in-depth here. Well, I think uh, a lot of them work, but not all in the same like movie with the runtime. Like if it was a longer movie and had more time to develop stuff. Because oh, I, yeah, I, I think and it's a compliment to this movie mm-hmm. that. You know, I, I, the king of every movie, should be 90 minutes. Um, Lord of the Rings, it could be 90 minutes. One movie. Uh, why are you wasting my time, Pete? Um, Just throw the ring in there. Yeah. Get those eagles. Get on the fucking eagle. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I believe a movie has to earn its runtime if yeah. it's going to go over, like, two hours. This movie could have easily been, like, two hours, two hours 15, and I totally would have sat and watched it. Because the way I explained it to Megan was the entire movie felt like an act one, and then towards the end is when... In some ways, yeah. Like, is when, I, like, I wish it got to that sooner of, like, him actually becoming Candyman and stuff, and it being like taking that into the third act and doing something there it worked for me and like i said perhaps we should get into your spoilerific summary yeah so that we can go a little bit more in depth here to put a bow on it i did like it but i just saw of what it could have been i think you would agree with a friend of the pod hannah from boozy movies Mm -hmm. uh she said she liked it but didn't love it Mm, yeah which is a sentiment i've heard from a lot of people i i liked it didn't love it but i really wanted to love it right yeah all right well let's get into uh slightly deeper thoughts here spoilers ahead spoilers ahead on the cape fear spoilers i can say it again now because we're in person Hell yeah. zach let's play america's favorite game show summarize that movie, movie, dun, dun, movie, dun, dun. movie. <laughs> all right you ready no no oh. well uh like i said there's a lot three two one go uh so uh where did oh we started out with a little boy uh telling the story about Candyman. i don't remember if there's narration we, we also saw this a week ago so <laughs> i'm also trying to recollect uh he sees like what is supposedly Candyman, and then it cuts to the feature and it's the main character i don't remember anybody's names <laughs> but uh black manta <laughs> and his girlfriend and his girlfriend's the brother and his boyfriend uh, are all talking exposition about Candyman's story and like Black Manta's an artist and uh, he does an art show and it's all about Candyman because he finds more about Candyman and then Candyman starts killing people and uh, it's very confusing of what's, what's Candyman is he turning into Candyman I don't know He's kind of turning into Candyman, a beast stings him, and his arm gets all gross. People start dying, and he's like hella sus because he keeps doing all these Candyman things. 
Um, and then he turns into Candyman at the end, and it's revealed that there's a bunch of Candymen who are like black men that are like victims of prejudice and violence and all that. And a uh, cop shoots him, which fully transfers him into being Candyman, who he was also the baby from the first Candyman. And then, and then we get a beautiful Tony Todd at the very end. Yes. Yep. One minute, 27 seconds. I think that might be your shortest one yet, man. I have no and idea it was totally accurate. It was lovely. I felt like I was there. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot more that I was going to say, but we saw it a week ago in the movie yeah, theater. There's so. a lot of little stuff, but I saw it twice, so I'm I real did, ready. I did see it twice. <laughs> Again, I fucking loved this movie, man, so much. This was also my first time going back to like a real movie theater. Oh, yeah. So it was really nice, like, you know, popcorn and some oh, down. Oh, oh. oh, that's what I did, too, man. I got myself oh, a big Coke. All the trailers. Got large popcorn. Seeing a Halloween Kills trailer up there. Oh, yeah. Although, for you, you probably didn't care, but for I run it for me, for trailer that got me most pumped, that Malignant trailer. I don't think that one played. Oh, it's James Wan's new movie. Yeah. He's uh, the same guy who made... um. Yeah. Yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that... I'm just excited because he literally apparently like Warner Brothers was like, you ever think about making another horror movie? And he was like, if you give me like $20 million and let me do whatever I want, I'll make you another horror movie. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, that's what The Conjuring was. That's what Insidious was, where he was like, yeah, give me a small budget. I'll do whatever I want. And you guys just have to release it. And I'll probably change the face of horror again. <laughs> like, so I'm very excited for Malignant. I, I saw a billboard for it, but that's as much as I know about it. It looks like it's all the same James Wan stuff. Somebody's getting possessed by something, and it's real spooky. Clap, clapping. Yep. Cool. <laughs> but Candyman. Yes, but Candyman. Tell me, Matt. Tell me why I should love this movie more, because oh, I want to. Shake it out here and get pumped. <laughs> I just loved everything about this movie. I think Nia DaCosta is, like, the director to watch now. Apparently her first film, I still have not watched it, Little Woods, is supposed to be amazing. It's got Tessa Thompson in it. I love Tessa Thompson, sold already. Um, Valkyrie. Yeah. And now Nita Costa's next movie is uh, The Marvels. So, oh. Which uh, both excites and worries me. That she's directing it or the movie? Neither of those things, just, you know, for every Taika Waititi, there's three of the guy who made Thor The Dark World. <laughs> Where he's like, yeah, that I didn't even shoot half that shit. Like, uh, where they're like, oh, you weren't famous, so we just took it and redid it the way that Kevin wanted it. Uh, you know, where I'm like, oh, it could go either way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a Suicide Squad one, right, right. Especially anything with like these these big machines and corporations, it just makes me nervous for artists. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that they they let her really stick to her guns. Mm -hmm. So. Well, Eternals looks really cool. Yeah, and Eternals unique. looks really cool and weird. And it's made by an indie director who, like, was just like, they said they gave me a bunch of money to put a bunch of actors I like in a movie. So, yeah, because she just won uh, <laughs> the best picture yeah. for Nomadland. Yeah. Well, I think Chloe Zhao? Chloe Zhao. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, like, that excites me. Mm. But that movie also gets to the benefit of. Welcome to our Marvel podcast. <laughs> that movie also gets the Surprise, benefit we're nerds. of. Uh, what Guardians of the Galaxy got the benefit of, which was no one cared about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody cares about the Eternals, but Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was the last person to write an Eternals comic book. Like, mm -hmm. 
Uh, and that was when I was in high school, and I'm old as shit. So <laughs> just give me more photon. I'm excited yeah. for more photon. But people care about those characters, so yeah. Marvel might be like, "Oh well, we're just gonna you can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> but okay, then I think every time I get think that I get nervous, I'm like, "Thor Ragnarok exists, and they let him do whatever he wanted." And Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. James Gunn. But again, that's the Guardians thing. No one cared about Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> But Candyman, like you were saying, sorry. Um, I think she's an incredible director. Um, there's stuff from this movie just on a visual level that is going to. Oh, the visuals. I, yeah, I, I, I've already I already like literally the day I went I went and saw it opening mm-hmm. night on Thursday and uh, I went home that night. and I made a sticker of uh, him when the bees are swarming his head oh, nice. at the end of the movie when he's just floating there. Uh, the visuals. It's just. I, the <sighs> intro with all the buildings and the fog, oh and then the, all the puppets. Well, it's 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 a beautiful subversion of what the old film does because the old film is, I mean, it, it's a perfect metaphor for what I think this movie gets right that the old one doesn't. Even mm-hmm. though I do think there's stuff that the old one gets that this one doesn't get mm-hmm. at. Is ultimately the old one is a white British guy looking down and looking yeah. in. And this is people who have lived a little bit more of this experience. Mm-hmm. You know, almost the entire creative team is African-American. Jordan Peele. Had looking up there, from right? that area. Yeah, he co-wrote it. Mm. And he uh, is the producer. Mm. Basically, he got it made and he basically, they said, like, pick whatever director you want. And he was like, her, she's amazing. Nice. So <laughs> you love to see it, you know. Yeah. He's got good taste. Makes me happy. <laughs> now I want to go see it again just because I'm thinking back to all the visuals. I'm like, oh, it, it looks incredible. It looks so see it on the biggest screen you can. Like, I I know that in some areas it's not safe to go back to movie theaters yet. But yeah. if you can go safely, please. Go. Yeah, which it kind of bums me out. But like there was like we tried to see the Green Knight when it came out, but there's just too many people getting seats all around yeah. us. So we didn't go. This, there was, like, nobody in the theater opening weekend, which kind of bums me out, but it was also nice so we could go see it safely. But did you see this movie broke records, man? Did it? Yeah, uh, yeah, this is the, well, this is going to be both like, oh, wow, good for this movie, and that's a fucking bummer. Mm. Um, it is the first movie directed by a black woman to ever be the number one movie in America. Oh, really? Yeah. It made uh, $27 million. So it's already made back more than its budget. What was its budget? Uh, 25 Nice. Yeah. But you know, cool, but also what a bummer. <laughs> Maybe clarify why it's a bummer. Oh, because you know, racism. But not not that from it's, you. Right. I'm not bummed that it's number one. Again, I loved this movie. Bummed that it but, took so long yeah, for that to happen. For, for that to happen. It's just like, ah. Oh. Yeah. Ah, oh, neat. Oh wait. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's cool. Yeah, it's so cool though. Good for her, you know. Yeah. The main thing you said that I got to address, Zach, mm-hmm. is the idea that I cannot think of his name, but the man who owns the laundromat yeah. being the little boy from the beginning. Yeah. I love that. Mm. Um, I think that works completely and totally. It shows why the people of this community that still remember that what that community was mm. and why they don't like what it's becoming would turn to the drastic measures that he turns to at the end. Mm. He, he was literally there to see Candyman. I don't love the twist with him at the end. I think it's a little extreme for his character. Yeah, it seemed like a complete just 180. Yeah, which is where the like 10 more minutes in this movie, there would be like one more scene with him where maybe he's acting a little 
you know, unhinged because the actor really sells it. Yeah. Oh, my God. He was so good. And again, talking about visuals like I. I mean, one of the scariest visuals in this movie is him with his mouth cut open by the razor blade can mm-hmm. just yelling in her face. Like, yeah. just scare the shit out of me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I agree about all the ideas working. I feel like if you took out the main character being the baby from the beginning or just something just so it could stand more or just him being like the little boy from the beginning and explaining things and not all the stuff at the end. That's fair. I, I think sometimes this movie doesn't completely trust its audience. Yeah. But also, judging by how many <laughs> reviews I've seen that are, God, I like Candyman without the politics. I'm like, maybe they can't trust their audience. Because <laughs> like, there are movies that I'm like, yeah, this movie's pretty apolitical. Halloween, pretty apolitical. Like, there's political readings of it, but you can watch it without thinking that Candyman is almost exclusively political. <laughs> Have you seen that first one? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's literally what it's about. If you, like, that's the tough thing is like, there are people like, critiquing the way this movie handles politics because some people have said like it is the it is so heavy-handed with his politics that sometimes it distracts from the story Mm. which i guess is like a fair criticism i just hate the criticism of there should be no politics in it because i'm like i don't think you understand candy man (laughs) literally like what it's about yeah (laughs) it's the same people who when we talked about they live they were like they live isn't political (laughs) What? Uh-huh. You, oh, great. So I know now that you didn't watch this movie. <laughs> you just think about the cool stickers and right, right. think you know what it's about. But back to Candyman. Yeah, Sorry, that's my little, my little side rant there. Yeah, because um, I do like all the ideas. I, I just feel like it either needed to focus on one or have a longer runtime. I wonder if there will be like a director's cut of this that's like an hour 45 because this movie was almost exactly 90 minutes yeah which again i should love but i'm like give me like 10 or 15 more minutes like two more see i would love another scene with his mom it was great seeing vanessa williams in this again yeah she was great she looks the same which isn't fair she looks better than i, I do <laughs> <laughs> she looked younger than she, she looked younger than she did in the first canyon man <laughs> Yeah, and she it, it's one of those like great one scene performances where I'm like if she if that scene was like 2 minutes longer or if she had another scene like it, she would totally get like a best supporting actress nomination. Yeah, and they they did a perfect job editing it into the trailer because they still got me when he shows up and it, they've been hinting at like his mom that's been trying yeah. to call and stuff. I was like, "Oh, like I didn't see that <laughs> like coming." Because I knew she was in the movie from being in the first one, yeah. but I didn't like expect that. It's just so good. Like yeah. they're they're both just so good. Uh-huh. And that point in the movie, the performance that he is giving. Oh yeah, I, I, I like. I where mean, he... let's, also, let's just talk about how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> like I, Black Manta killing it. Mm-hmm. He he was one of the best things about Aquaman. So yeah. I was. He was one of the reasons why I was super excited to see this, and he killed have, it. Have you watched um the Watchmen series yet? Uh-uh uh he's on it hmm. um he plays someone's husband i won't give away any spoilers for the show but you've heard me talk about that watchman show and how i'm like i don't really like it i like <laughs> watchman the comic book um because i mean it, uh, it kind of just shits all over the comic book <laughs> he though is the best part of it he's uh, so good on it so like that's what like the second he they were like oh he's gonna be in candy man i was like yes mm-hmm. and he didn't he didn't let me down like <laughs> Yeah, he killed it. And I loved all the like 
art stuff that they're yeah. doing with it. Because at first I was like, oh, it's just like set dressing or whatever. But yeah. I completely forgot that Tony Todd Candyman was an artist. Yes. And like, I was like, when I made that connection, he's like, been oh, marked. That's so good. And also, apparently I'm not allowed to have them, but uh, I want all of the paintings that he does of the different mm-hmm. Candymen. Mm-hmm. Those paintings are so good. I, Especially yeah. the one of Tony Todd where it's peeling away to the skull. I, I, I want that painting so bad. I literally like smacked Megan in the arm from pure excitement when he was painting it and I slightly recognized Tony Todd in the painting. I was like, where is he? I know he's in this. <laughs> <laughs> but um that was another idea that like I loved and wish they did more because during the credits when they did the shadow puppets oh of all God. the Candyman so, stories. So good. Like I wanted that to be the whole movie at that point. Like that was such a good little sequence. Yeah, um, that's one of the things I, as if I know better than the people who like made this movie and are probably gonna win awards for it because it's so fucking good. Like that's the one thing I might have done is like, oh, I would have liked to have seen more of all the other Candyman. Like yeah. maybe each murder could have been a different Candyman. Yeah, but I also understand like narratively why it makes sense. Anthony McCoy only knows about the one Candyman. That's the one he would bring back. Mm-hmm. So like I get that, but it just would have been neat. Also. I know that this is completely misunderstanding the point of Candyman in this movie. I want Little Boy Bicycle Candyman to look so bad as a solo film, Zach. <laughs> I know it's going to be sad. Dude. But I want Little Boy on a bicycle Candyman. <laughs> I, mean, I want him on that bicycle hunting down teenagers so bad. Because <laughs> that... Because that's one critique I had of the movie that's just completely opinionated and not valid whatsoever. I wish it felt more like a slasher like the original Candyman did. I thought this one felt more like a slasher. In the sense of, like, there's a singular killer that, like, you can recognize as a singular killer. Because this, the whole time I was like, is he doing the killing? Is there an actual Candyman ghost? Like... I just wanted that, like how Tony Todd shows up in the original and you're like, okay, he's the one killing everyone. Oh, see, and I always took the the original as like, I mean, up through the end, like, is Candyman real, you know? Yeah, but you had that face to attach on to because this fair. one, you never, like, it's, you kind of see the face of but the guy that was handing out candy. That's also, again, like kind of thematic. Yeah, I mean, like Candyman is no one. Candyman's not a person. He's the whole damn hive. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, it's completely opinionated. Little boy Candyman on a bike as like an actual slasher would be sick. Yeah. (laughs) Again, we're just for a minute. I want to step away from like this beautiful piece of art and what it means (laughs) and probably what it means to a community that I know I'm not a part of and just say, give me little boy Candyman. Wanted to ride his bicycle <laughs> with his hook hand out, <laughs> slashing people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but back to the real movie. Don't do that because it would probably be very bad. Oh, yeah. Thank you for not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, because that's the thing. I wish there was more. Because, like, I felt cheated. Like when the credits hit, that we didn't get to see more of like an actualized Candyman. Like when he becomes Candyman's floating around and like killing all those cops like i wanted at least a little bit more of that i i wouldn't mind it if they showed it being anthony mccoy Candyman. yeah you know like more fu- fully but at the same time like or stick to 
again, probably my favorite visual in this whole movie, him with the head of bees. Yeah. Cause um, the, the, like that, that's an iconic slasher look. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that. And like how they switched Tony Todd at the end, like switch around yeah. to the other candy men or something. They do like, a little bit. Uh, when he's walking around the cop car, ever mm. his reflection is a different Candyman in every window. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. Even little boy Candyman. <laughs> Even little boy Candyman. Yeah. This movie fucks. Never mind. <laughs> Holy shit! I knew I'd change your mind. I want to go see this again. No, it it is one hundred percent worth seeing a second time. Um, see, like this being my first theater experience, yeah. like I'm expecting to catch all the little things like I would watching at home. Well, I mean, there's stuff that, like, even the one thing that made me mad in the movie is, like, when he breaks the mirror next to his girlfriend's head and she gets, like, mad at him and starts telling everybody, like, he tried to hurt me. I was like, no, he didn't. He just broke a mirror. But then watching it the second time in the theater, he yells no, throws that thing and almost hits her in the head and she's not looking at him. And then when she leaves, he's turned around to grab the mirror Sorry, I'm moving the microphone away. Sorry. He's turned around to grab the mirror so he doesn't see that she's directly behind him. So when he turns around and throws a second one, he almost hits her. And I didn't catch that because I was so on his side my first time watching it. Yeah. That like, I was like, oh no, she. They're just in two different movies and he just threw a mirror at her. Like, yeah. That makes more sense now. Yeah. Because I, because I was like, why? Yeah, like he's, he's clearly not okay. You should he, help him. He like, thinks Candyman is real. Yeah. He's breaking mirrors to protect you. Do you not understand Candyman? <laughs> but she's not looking at him when he yeah. throws it. So to her, it's dude. That you just threw something in my head. Yeah. Like, also, and also, it gave me an excuse to see more of her brother, my favorite character in the I, whole movie. I was just gonna say. Her brother's apartment, I would love to live in. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, he's the, a real estate agent. So. The, like, dark green walls and all the plants everywhere felt so cozy. I just want to jump inside and live there. Also, seeing his apartment gave me my favorite line when he's like, if he comes around here, I'll have my boyfriend stomp his ass. And then it cuts to his boyfriend, who looks like me, but shorter. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, I'll stomp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I love I love in a horror movie when like people don't hate each other, and I liked mm-hmm. that like all of the relationship like romantic relationships in this movie are like good and healthy, and like oh well that's nice. Uh, I love <laughs> how quickly her brother just was like oh no yeah fuck him <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get you out of there and we will find he it. had the right response yeah. like even when I was like on on Anthony's side I was like no he's correct though. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And I I love this is another thing people complained about, but I thought was so good was um, his I forgot every characters, but the main character's name. I'm so sorry. Uh, His girlfriend. I loved the little shading around her character where they show her dad. Hmm. Um, And I love that he is also wearing a jacket with a collar because that's her Candyman. Because in this movie, Candyman is trauma. This movie. Yeah. So her her trauma that she's always going to carry with her is watching her dad kill himself. I am so And it informs everything she does in the movie. I'm so sorry for everything I said. <laughs> I'd like to retract my previous statements. And and the, the the on the second viewing, one of my other favorite scenes is it's such a short scene. It's when she goes to talk to the art curator. Mm-hmm. And all the art curator wants to yeah, talk about, about her is her friend dying, yeah. her dad dying. And that weird, violent boyfriend you have. You have a story. Yeah. 
not her your story yes it, it is exactly what and it's my other problem with making this guy a villain but uh the owner of the laundromat says mm. you know they want to they they want what we make they don't want us yeah like that that is what she is super representative of in this movie to me whereas like i think that anthony mccoy Abdul mateen is uh coming to terms with that trauma mm. um i mean it's literally eating him from the inside out mm-hmm as he learns more and more about it and can't keep ignoring it. He mm. starts off the movie as what the, the, the art critic calls him, which is, well, you're one of the gentrifiers too. Yeah. And by the end of it, he's a part of the neighborhood and he's there to protect it. Yeah. I also just love the idea of um, Candyman as anti-hero. So. Oh yeah. Well, like when he started killing all those cops, I was like, hell yeah. 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 It ruled. <laughs> <laughs> then you give, give, give us our man, Tony Todd back. Oh, yeah. <sighs> that made me so happy. <laughs> like I literally turned to my friends in the theater and was like, did you see it's Tony Todd? It's yeah. Tony Todd. And they're like, who's Tony Todd? <laughs> I, I, I turned to Megan. I was like, <gasps> it's him. Cause I, I knew he was, cause he's credited in it. And yeah. I was waiting the entire movie for him to show. I kind of thought it was going to be like how Virginia Madsen is credited though. And it's just her voice. Mm, although yeah. um for longer than i'm proud to admit i thought that she was also playing the art critic because <laughs> she looks a lot like virginia madsen to me i i don't know <laughs> the the white lady art critic looks a lot like helen from the first movie to me oh helen i was like movie. oh they made her a different character that's kind of cool <laughs> and then like in her second scene i was like oh that is not virginia madsen <laughs> which i love the explaining the first movie and like recapping it through like yeah. helen like went there to like be journalist and then went crazy and like it was such a cool like in world yeah. recap of the first movie and i i also loved that they use her story to cast doubt on like who is telling the story and why because when because frankly like when black people tell the story she is the villain who came in uninvited and tried to ruin everything mm-hmm. and then when someone who was there tells the story oh well she was a victim too but she'd have come in and try to ruin everything <laughs> like I recently was listening to um, one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Horror Queers, hmm. and they covered the first Candyman. And one of them had a really interesting reading where he was like, Helen Lyle's like a straight up villain. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not even a little bit. Like, yeah. she, she is the bad guy in the first Candyman. Candyman is innocent. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm all on board. With yeah. Tony Todd is our hero. But like that's the I feel like culturally that's the reading that people have of the first movie, even if it isn't actually in that movie. Mm. And this movie makes a text. And I love that. Yeah. I love this movie, man. I don't know what else to say. Man, I retract all my <laughs> statements. I must see this movie again. It, it's tough because like, I actually do see all of the problems. Like no one has, no one who is criticizing it in good faith, I think has been wrong. Yeah. Like there's some pacing issues towards the third act. Like, not everything makes sense mm-hmm. or like characters kind of just turn out of nowhere. For me, like a lot of the art I love, I don't love it despite its flaws. I love it because of its flaws. Mm. 
and like thinking about like oh what else could they have done oh let's watch a cool interview with the director like let's see if they had different ideas like and I, this is one of going to be one of those movies for me where I'm going to track down every interview Nia DaCosta does I'm going to watch every movie she makes from here on out like I'm just in love with this movie man I want to make out with it like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean you were going there it was so beautiful and then you're like I want to make out with this movie <laughs> Cause I was, I was going to cut in. I was going to be like, Matt, you're on the wrong podcast. You're speaking too eloquently. And then you're like, I want to make out with this movie. You're like, oh no, this is right. This you're is like, about no, right. Yep. Okay. Yep, there it is. <laughs> this movie fucks. This movie. <laughs> the stuff that I, I had problems with, I looked up uh, smarter people than me talking about like, mm whether or not it works and it was actually somebody criticizing the movie <laughs> accidentally made me go oh that is good because <laughs> um, the one thing that the one other thing i felt out uh, in the movie outside of uh the the laundromat owner just becoming a psychotic villain mm. where i was like he could have like done it without being like crazy <laughs> like mm. i thought he could have just been like hey look we need a candy man i'm sorry your boyfriend has to get hurt like would have felt more in character yeah more like aware of what he's yeah. doing and why he's doing it yeah the other scene that for me really stood out was um the teen girls in the bathroom mm -hmm. which is an amazing sequence mm -hmm. but i was like why is this in this movie yeah um other than to somebody be in, in criticizing it um opened me up to the idea of like oh well it's a bunch of uh young white women preying on the fear of black men as titillation and entertainment which yeah. is a huge part of like even his paintings in the movie and little boy candy man you know is clearly supposed to be like Emmett Till like so Damn. it's it's about yeah it's a sequence about like this movie fuck yeah <laughs> I would, see I, I even said I was like alright Matt <laughs> convince me this is gonna be one but somebody was like trying to criticize the movie like oh it's so heavy handed and they described that scene in that way and I was like that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> okay this is where my like well I've just been reading every interview mm -hmm. and everything comes in where I'm like yeah but I know what she was doing uh, it's a movie we haven't watched yet, but uh, Nia Costa actually talked a lot about um, structuring this movie like uh, like The Fly, mm. which is ultimately a tragic romance about watching your partner turn into something that you can't help them with. Never mind this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so like knowing that and then also like that explains like the body horror because The Fly's got a ton of body horror. Um, most upsetting scene in this fucking movie. When he, when he's is when, his <laughs> when he just picks his yes. <sighs> I I almost had to close my eyes. Oh, I looked away. I looked. Away oh, so again. you didn't see him pull out his fingernail? I I felt it. <laughs> I didn't have to see it to feel it. That <laughs> especially because he's like he's a painter. I was like, no, <laughs> your hands. <laughs> Maybe I'm just stupid. <laughs> just tell me what my opinion is, Matt. <laughs> I think you made good points, man. You were arguing in good faith, so your criticism was valid. <laughs> yeah, but now I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, too. Or the one I always point out is, uh, it was Ebert or Roper, was like, I'm told that I gave a bad review to the film Blade Runner. 
I don't know why. <laughs> like when they wrote like a retrospective, yeah. like ten years later, they're like, "What the fuck was wrong with me?" <laughs> like, <laughs> it's Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, because now I just want to go see it again. Like, I feel like I mean, I could go see it a third time. What you doing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hell yeah. Because um, I feel like you seeing it twice and in, like interviews and stuff made you like it more. It, it did like I, I came out like I really love this movie yeah. and again I went in cautiously optimistic because I, I am the person who always says like remakes and sequels like don't bother me mm-hmm. I have nothing against you doing that but if the movie's really good I'm kind of going in with a bias already like I can't help that and even despite my bias I just came out loving this movie mm-hmm. um, and there was an interview on uh, Dead Meat with um, with Yaya Abdul-Mateen where he said something that I thought was really interesting where he was like, yeah, you know, working with her, you know, outside of like, he has a small, small role in us. Um, that's how he knew Jordan Peele who recommended him for the role in this. Um, which one, uh, black Manta. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Mateen, the no. third. <laughs> yeah, I remember the third. He's got a good name, man. Yeah. Like he just sounds so cool. That's like such an actor name. <laughs> I mean, I referred to one character in Twin Peaks as Sally Fields, who is not Sally Fields. <laughs> no, it's just an old white lady. <laughs> I know him as Black Manta. <laughs> he is really good, no man. Though um, I'm really excited for Aquaman too. I think he's supposed to be the bad guy in it, like straight out. He so. Better be, yeah. But uh, no, uh, in this interview on Dead Meat, uh, he said something interesting where he was like, oh, yeah, like working with her, like, you know, I'd never really done like a horror movie before. And like horror is not even like my thing. Um, So like I just went into it with the approach that like as an actor, my job is just to give the best performance that I can. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. Everybody says that. And he goes like. But then, like, she kind of kept reminding me, like, don't worry about it. We're having a, we're making a horror movie. You should have a good time, which I think is another reason why I liked this movie. It was like at no point was it not kind of a good time. Like, even when it was upsetting, it was still like a wonderful piece of entertainment. And it's just nice to know that, like, that's what they were setting out for behind the scenes, too, mm-hmm. is like, well, yeah, I mean, we're still making a movie about a ghost that kills you in the mirror like don't don't take it too serious like have a good time with it yeah i need to go see this movie yeah it's it's definitely worth seeing a second time man like i'm buying this one on on blu-ray for sure (laughs) but any final thoughts on uh candy man dude i am dumb i retract all my statements This movie rules. You weren't wrong in your criticism, though. <laughs> like, this movie can still rule. <laughs> I, I guess my main feeling that I was just trying to uh, get across was that it was so good I wanted more, and I was upset there wasn't more. <laughs> yeah, which is a good sign for a movie that I'm like, oh, I watched the extended cut of this. Yeah. Like, give me, give me the four hour cut. Give me yeah, the Snyder cut. Yeah. Let Zack Snyder come in, let him recut it. It'll look amazing, no matter what. <laughs> He's a very good visual director, I'll give him that. I mean, just just use all the footage you already shot. Yeah. The Snyder cut is literally him just putting all the clips in and not editing it. So yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, everybody killed it. The 
shadow puppets were dope. That 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 was like the coolest horror yeah. element. Like I, I think that it was also just such a cool idea for like this is a folktale, so it's a yeah. shadow puppet. Like, yeah. It's like that animated sequence in the second to last Harry Potter movie where they're telling the story of like the I forgot about that. Yeah, it's the best part of the seventh movie. <laughs> That long, boring ass fucking movie. <laughs> I need to rewatch that. I'm like, movies. I don't need a reason for this to be animated. This is really cool. <laughs> like, it was really cool. Yeah. I can't remember the artist's name, but apparently they do like whole big installations of like their shadow puppet. Like they just play like the videos mm-hmm. of it out and stuff on walls. And that's sick. I really want to go see their artwork now. <laughs> like, especially now that like, especially in a movie where it's all about like, yeah. Our <laughs> hell yeah um yeah so overall would love to see an extended director's cut of this or yeah. hey give them a sequel see oh oh wait this is my final thought this is the uh-huh. other thing that made me so mad and it's again the the marvelfication mm-hmm. of fucking everything another thing i kept seeing that made me so mad was like Oh, they put like, you know, a lot in this movie. Why didn't they just save it for the inevitable sequels? And I was just like, because not every movie gets a sequel. Not every movie is even made with the intention of a sequel. And somebody said the phrase Candyman Extended Universe, and I wanted to reach through my computer and punch them in the face. (laughs) It's that. What's that? There's that tweet on like film Twitter that everybody always uses where like somebody's like person who's only seen Boss Baby watching new trailer. Wow, this movie's got real Boss Baby vibes. That's how I feel about everyone with Marvel stuff where they're like, I mean, this reminds me a lot of uh, those Marvel movies. You know, I hope they do it like that. And I'm like, you you do other things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know how our thoughts on Ari Aster and how are like, Man, do like a drama or something that isn't horror. Let's see what you do. Um, was it Nia? It yeah. Her? I'm kind of upset that she's doing a Marvel movie because now I want to see more artsy horror movies from right. her. Because well, this movie looks so good. It's the thing that always a little bit bums me out about like Marvel and DC movies. Is like James Gunn said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to wrap up Guardians 2 and I'm already talking about more DC stuff. And I'm like, oh, so we're just never going to get a movie from you that isn't that again. And you used to make cool, like little horror movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, I hope you get to do that again. Or even like, I mean, that's the best thing that happened to Zack Snyder is like he's kind of out of that machine now and he gets to make whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed um, Army of the Dead. Mm -hmm. Not a perfect movie, but a lot of fun. Um or like Taika Waititi, like his next four movies are like Marvel movies. And I'm like, so when are yeah, you going to Star Wars movie? <laughs> right. Which I hope is cool. Like, I mean, that's cool. It seems to be what they want. But I'm also like, but when are you going to have time to give me another Jojo Rabbit or what we do in the shadows? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, at least like with Taika and uh, James Gunn, their superhero movies are distinctly them. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, again, it seems to be what they want to do, at least unlike some directors who like years later you kind of find out they're like yeah i just kind of had to 
keep doing it. Well, look at John Favreau after yeah. he leaves Marvel and he goes and makes Chef, yeah. which is a movie about like, God, I wish someone would just let me make what I want to make. <laughs> Unfortunately, it turns out he wanted to make The Lion King. But um, <laughs> in theory. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because like if she moved on to like, because you're right, like we are the marvels are these three established characters by the time that movie comes yeah. around so it's not something unless if they go with a completely new take on these characters right which is unlikely but hopefully she gets to work in some but I mean, like you never movies. know i mean again like it's that tough thing of like all right well i think they kind of like being part of the machine but the russo brothers made all the movies they wanted to make mm-hmm but they're also very like, well, we come from TV. We kind of do what we're told. <laughs> um, yeah. no, I'm not like knocking them. I love their movies, yeah. but because they also came in like for the big movies. They're yeah. not, like, well, I mean, they started off Winter Soldier, you know, I mean, that was just a glorified Avengers movie. <laughs> Let's be all the Captain no, America no, no, movies. No, that's were... Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> the Captain America movies are kind of just Avengers not the first one. It's the best Marvel movie. <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> It's the yeah. only movie not ashamed that it's based on a comic book. They have like Falcon and Black Widow and Nick Fury. I like all of my friends, yes, but uh, uh, but Candyman, uh, Candyman really liked it. Go see it on the biggest screen you can. Give him your money. Yes, I'm gonna give him my money a third time soon. I'm sure. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, this was a. Because we couldn't just not pass up Candy. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say no to Candy Man. So <laughs> we had to do this little episode in between quarantine season, despite the, that being past yes. <laughs> Matt and Zach. And now we're Randall and Randall. I'm going to. Yeah, I came out of the Twilight Zone and everything was wrong. <laughs> I came welcome, out too soon. <laughs> welcome to the Randall Into the Randallverse. <laughs> Randall, no way home. <laughs> Randall in the multiverse of madness. It's me, Randall Noir. <laughs> nice to speak to you. I really like anime, Randall. <laughs> this is all getting cut, isn't it? No. stuff and just leave welcome to the randall first <laughs> say his name <laughs> i'd rather not all i keep picturing is randall from recess <laughs> i don't want him uh, to show up in my house i was picturing randall from monsters <laughs> i also don't want him to show well he's steve buscemi though was that steve buscemi yeah of course that's steve buscemi oh, shit. right down to the eyes come on man <laughs> Isn't it clear they modeled it after him now that you know? I feel like my childhood has been changed forever now. <laughs> I love Steve Buscemi, though. <laughs> All right, should we close her out here? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Zach, where can everybody find you? At Zach Shirk on Instagram, at Zach underscore Shirk on Twitter. What about you, Matt? Uh, you can find me on everything from Instagram to OnlyFans as I Draw Paintings. You motherfucker. <laughs> What? About <laughs> you gotta say it fast so no one notices. And where can the people find the podcast? <laughs> uh, at Randall on <laughs> randallgram.com. And on that note, tell everyone. 
that Randall makes Randall watch horror movies is back. <laughs> Bye. As the Vox fades, we thank you for listening to this bizarre journey into cinema. If your morbid curiosities hunger for more, you may summon our horror bros at matmakezack.com, on Twitter and Instagram at MacMakeZack, or if you dare, say George Lucas three times into a mirror for a visit from our phantom menaces. You may now return to your mortal plane of existence. Until next week, as Matt makes Zack sit through another chilling apparition. Mwahahahaha! <laughs>